Coming in hot, 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 Lisa shares her financial tips and strategies to build wealth, have fun with finances, and be debt-free without having a restrictive budget. From bankrupt to millionaire, Lisa knows what it's like to feel as if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Her unconventional money multiplier system is the very wealth protocol that enabled her to retire two and a half years early, pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Coming in hot, 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 Lisa shares her financial tips and strategies to build wealth, have fun with finances, and be debt-free without having a restrictive budget. From bankrupt to millionaire, Lisa knows what it's like to feel as if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Her unconventional money multiplier system is the very wealth protocol that enabled her to retire two and a half years early, pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Hey, 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 welcome back to this episode of I Date Money. I'm your hostess, Lisa Drennan, and today we are hanging out with the coolest, Tamay Shannon. She is the CEO of W2S Marketing. She is the go-to guru for elevating small businesses and inspiring entrepreneurs in the social media landscape. With a decade of experience and a unique approach, she calls Where to Start, Tamay blends creativity and data-driven strategies like no one else. And I think I said that so fast, it kind of slurred my words a little bit. <laughs> I apologize if I spoke too, too quickly. <laughs> Welcome, Tamay. How are you? I am good, good, good. How are you? Good. I love your earrings. Those are the coolest things. I've never Thank seen you. anything like that before. I was feeling very springy today. So these, like, they make me think of flowers. Yeah, they're really cool. I love the the way the artist designed them. So where to start? That's the W2S. Yep, exactly. I, I like that because a lot of entrepreneurs just think it's so easy and they're going to make six to seven figures like in the first 60 days and <laughs> yes. you know, be multimillionaires. And that's just not how it happens. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so how did you come up with the name where to start? You know, I was just sitting down when I first started my business and I was, I literally um, wrote down words that I liked. I I love a thesaurus. I love a thesaurus. So I was just looking up synonyms and it just sort of kind of congealed together. Uh, But I can't tell you uh, like, oh, you know, there was this when I was a kid. No, it was just, it it just came together. (laughs) Well, I like that. I know some people ask, well, how'd you get the name I Date Money? I go, because I do. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we've been true? best friends since forever. So, I mean, <laughs> it just made sense. And we have fun. We have fun with finances. So thinking back about money, if money was a person, how would you describe your relationship? Oh, my gosh. Such a good question. All right. So um, I would say money and me are on again, off again partner. Like sometimes we are so good. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be forever. I'm going to marry you. And then sometimes like I cannot stand you. Why are you in my face? Um, So that's how I would categorize it. Like there's just this back and forth and I'm getting better because before it was definitely like, I don't even want to talk to you. I don't even want to date you. And I don't even like you that much. So at (laughs) least we're dating. (laughs) Yeah. And they're, they're so common. A lot of people have a love hate relationship, especially Mm -hmm. women, because, you know, money has never really been 
the energy pull towards females. It's always been mm -hmm. more geared towards the guys, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the things, you know, I read a few months ago for st statistically speaking is that I think they said like 83% of the women are going to be responsible for the majority of the finances in about 10 years, wow. passing it on to the next generation. And of that percentage, only like 20% are financially literate. And I was like, wow. we need to change that. We need yeah. to that. And so having that relationship with money, when we think about it as a person kind of gives it that different perspective of, yeah, so we're hanging out together and money takes care of me. Money takes care of my needs, my wants. And, you know, I get to explore with money and have fun. And when we think about um, money personally, and then money in our business, do you inter intermarry those two or do you keep them separate? What's your strategy? Oh, I, I definitely keep them separate um, because um, in the beginning, I'm not going to lie, in the beginning of my business, I was like, oh, I need I need groceries. Let me go dip over into this account. Uh, but keeping them separate has allowed me to really be clear about my cash flow, my profit, what's actually working in my business and what's not. So it makes it easier to track. Um, even though there are times I am tempted to dip, um, it just, it's not good business practices and it makes tax time really difficult. And I don't feel like dealing with tax time like that. So. Yeah, absolutely. One of the uh, false beliefs out there is that as an entrepreneur, when you first start out, it takes five years to make a profit in your business. What's your viewpoint oh. on that? No, <laughs> no. So it, well, what people are thinking for, like a profit that you could live off of, it might take a while, depending on the business, depending on, you know, what, what resources you have to pull from. But a profit you can make from day one, right? If you structure your business, like I recently, uh, recently, last two years, started using the profit first method, right? Where you automatically set aside money for this, money for that, operating expenses, et cetera. So from day one, you can make a profit. Can you live off the profit? Absolutely different question, but you can make a profit from day one. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a profit first professional. So I love that you're using <laughs> profit first. That's amazing. <laughs> so getting the word out there to um, make a profit initially, because a lot of entrepreneurs take all of their money and pour it back into their business and yeah, their operating expenses are overinflated, which yes. makes my chest kind of, oh, no, stop, stop. So when you think about, you know, you're, you're cutting your owner's comp and transferring it over to your personal expenses, um, thinking about the steward that you are for your money, would you hire yourself as, as the CFO of your business? I absolutely would not. No, <laughs> no, no, I absolutely would not. No, ma'am, never. And I wouldn't because um, my because of my love-hate relationship with money, right? Like, because I'm hot and cold. And so I, the person that I work with that does my bookkeeping, they get excited about that. That's like, oh, it does this. And then, oh, look, this is what's happening. I'm like, I'm glad you're excited because at least I can feed off of that. But I would absolutely not hire myself. Oh, I love that honest answer. Thank you for that. So when you were growing up, what were you taught about money? Mm. So the three things that my mother always said was spend, save, share. Those are the three things she always taught me. So like, for example, when we would get a uh, Christmas bonus from granny, um, there was always like, all right, so you can, you can absolutely spend whatever you want, but a little portion of this money 
who are you going to donate it to or who are you going to give it to? Is it a charity or is it this? Where do you want your money to go? So there's been save share has always just been a refrain that I grew up with. Oh, I love that. It's like my money multiplier system. We give away 10%, we mm-hmm. save 10% and then we have fun with 10%. Mm-hmm. And then the rest, we, you know, meet our needs and our wants and all that great stuff, the bills. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, I love this spend, save and share. That's, that's so in alignment with, you know, how I manage my money and how I teach my clients to do the same. Mm-hmm. Have you um, applied that same principle to your business expenses? Uh- so if we're going to do truth, um, so again, in the, in the beginning of my business, it, I, you know, before I found profit first, before I could say I, you know, got maturity as a business owner, I did not. I was like, if money came in, that money was immediately going out and with no forethought for, oh, next week I have this bill coming up or in two months I have this annual recurring, um, of, you know, thing like I have to re-register with the state that's coming up. I've got to set aside money for that. So I wasn't doing it. Um, And what happened was, for example, one year that stopped it. Honestly, the year that I was like, this is not working is I got the tax bill and I had no money. I was like, Uh okay, this, this doesn't work. Right. Like, cause if, if, like I had the money for the taxes, cause that's what I owe. So I should have had the money, but I didn't. So I'm like, the way that I'm doing my money in my business isn't working. And so I'm like, what can I change? And so that's when I really started to look at, all right, I can automatically save, I can automatically spend, and I can share. And looking at financial projections and forecasting to make sure that when I have, you know, the $1,000 insurance payment coming up, that it's not going to be a surprise and it's not going to be a hardship because I'm like, nope, I set aside money for it every month. Here's your money. Let's keep it moving. Oh, I love that. How about money goals? Are you in the habit of setting money goals? I like to call them my money bucket. We've heard of the bucket list before. Mm-hmm. Um, I find a lot of entrepreneurs just don't have that in place. They don't dream about that. And, you know, with profit first, you can have up to 20 accounts. You know, I, mean? I have a few clients that have, you know, 17, 15, 17 accounts. And it's really no big deal. People hear that and they're like, what? The bank reconciling the bank statements might be a nightmare. I'm like, no, actually, it's really easy. It's, yeah. um, so simple. Um, mm-hmm. What What are your some of your money goals? So my money goals stem from the lifestyle that I want to lead. Um, and so they're really directed towards travel. Um, I want to be able to travel and enjoy the travel. So if I want to eat street food, I can, but I'm not forced to eat street food because my budget is slim, right? You know what I mean? So that that I can just like enjoy. So my money goals tend towards that. And then also um, they keep telling us we're going to keep living longer and longer. And I'm like, oh, well, if I'm going to live longer and longer, I want to enjoy the long part also, right? I want to be able to, if I have to be in assisted living, I want to be in an assisted living that's comfortable and nice. Yeah. Um, and so I'm also looking at money goals for my future and how I want to live that portion of my life also. Because I don't, I never want to be in a position where I have to rely on my kids or be like, hey, can I come live with you or anything like that? If they want to take me in, great, we'll have that conversation. But I don't want to make it a necessity because I don't have the means. Yeah, that's a great point. And preparing for that and realizing, you know, yeah, I think the average lifespan is on, what is it? 
is it 90 for a woman and 80 for a man or something? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's definitely always increasing. And I've met quite a few um, people who made it to a hundred, you know, 102. So yeah, (laughs) very healthy too, you know, living independently. So, but having that expenses and and having the insurance intact, Mm -hmm. that you're prepared for those things. It's so important because a lot of entrepreneurs will like, well, I don't need insurance. Well, yes, you do. You need insurance because you know, you never know when an accident's going to happen and you need to be covered with health or whatever. And, right. you know, expense is really important too, because the last thing you want to do is leave your loved ones, you know, with, you know, having to pay for funeral expenses and, you know, while they're trying to, more, you know, grieve and all of that, it just becomes a nightmare. When mm-hmm. you think about, you know, the money buckets that you set up, I know with Profit First, you know, you have your your five accounts and then the the two extra accounts. What, what was the, like, we talked about the behaviors with setting up the accounts and, and, mm-hmm creating the percentages, what was your, um, your automatic thought when you first implemented is like, what I need to take that money away from me. My honestly, my first thought was, um, overwhelmed because when you're working out the percentages and you're looking at, um, where you should be at versus where you are, I was like, oh my gosh, percentages. Like, uh, I have to do math and I don't understand and this is confusing and I'm just overwhelmed. So I'm not going to do it. So it took me a little bit to implement. And then when I just sat down and I said to me, you can manage this. You're a full grown adult. You can do percentages. Um, <laughs> once I sat down and worked myself through that, I was like, oh, this is crazy. Um, and so especially, and then once, and that was super simple because um, I'm able to set up through my bank um, percentages um, for automatic transfer. So I don't have to be like, hey, do this absolute dollar amount. I could be like, hey, do 1% of this, do 10% of this, do 30% of this. And it's like, boom. So that just um, made it so much um, easier for me. Yeah. And getting your your bonus every quarter. How does that make Man, that bonus, I'm like... Oh, where are we going to go to mate? I don't know, yeah. but let's paint the town red. Like that bonus is really, really cool because one, um, it is a concrete and physical reminder of my successes in that past quarter, that past quarter, because there have been times where I'm actually surprised about how big it is. And I'm like, I've done a lot of business. I've actually done a lot of business. And, but, you know, as a business owner, you're in the mix of it. So you're just head down, executing, head down, making it happen. And then I get the bonus. I'm like, oh, wow, I've, I've done a lot of work this quarter. This is really exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. And just think of all the people that you're helping. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, absolutely. So would you say you have any money blockers? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a human who grew up in the U.S. I absolutely have money blockers. Um, yeah. So my money blockers are spending on myself. Um, I will absolutely outlay money to fix the car, do whatever, get groceries, all the friend needs money, whatever. Right. But if it's like, oh, my goodness, I really like that purse. Oh, my goodness. I need to. um I need to go to the dentist. If it involves spending money on me, there's an immediate, well, let's wait and see. And I'm not sure what we're waiting to see. <laughs> I can't <laughs> answer that question. 
but it's there's always an immediate like pause of like you really need to are you being excessive there's always that question that i have when it comes to spending money on me versus spending money on others or other things oh i like that do you know where that comes from um i don't and i and i play around with that question um but i don't i couldn't tell you the origin story yeah Dig deep into that. I found that with um, a lot of the uh, entrepreneurs, the ladies that mm. I work with, these money blocks that they have prevent them from scaling to the next level mm. of business. And mm -hmm. we all have a story that we tell ourselves. And, you know, there's always a because, but, you know, what if, could have, should have. And mm -hmm. our, you know, we're never taught finances. It's something that we catch yeah. when we're growing up, you know. And the things that we're taught, especially when it comes to, saving for a rainy day and, you know, mm -hmm. don't indulge and, you know, money is the root of all evil with, you know, mm -hmm. all eyes, right. Yeah. And we think about like what our goals are and how we can multiply our money just by, you know, enjoying it and being excited, you know, mm -hmm. about whatever amount. I mean, I work, you know, one of my business as an independent insurance broker, I receive commissions. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the commissions are 59 cents. And, right. you know, most people would squawk at that. I'm like, no, it's money. It's it's yeah. something to celebrate. Every yeah. penny, every penny matters, right? And money loves to be crushed on. Money loves to be wooed. And it wants the red carpet rolled out. And it's, you know, <laughs> it's, it's here saying, yeah, come on, let's mm -hmm. dance. Let's have fun. Let's do great things together. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people will say, oh, there's just not enough. Mm. You know? So did you grow up with that mentality that there just wasn't enough? I didn't actually. My my mother uh, was in the military, and so there was never that question of not enough. Um, there was just, yeah, there was never that question. That's awesome. So having this abundance mindset since you were a little girl has really helped you grow and prosper. How did you decide to step into being a social media manager? Oh, that that was courtesy of the 08 crash. That that's all that was. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was courtesy of the economy. Um, no, I went to school, and I got out, and I was, and you know, this is we're having a really big shift in you know post education, formal education, what it means, the impact, and the money. But when I went to school, they were like, "Don't worry about them loans. Sign here on the dotted line. We'll see you later." And so mm -hmm. I was like. Oh, here's my signature. I don't know what I'm signing, but I need to do this to go to school. And so I did that. And the promise was that once you go to school, you will have a job, right? That's the whole correlation they created for us. Go to school, you'll get a job. Boom. And I went to school and I didn't get a job um, And because the, the economy was bad. So I was like, okay, let's go back to school. <laughs> yeah. I got out again. I was like, all right, is it better now? It was like, no, it's not better now. I was like, Okay, so that's when um, I decided to start a business, and it wasn't it wasn't that straightforward. Um, I applied to a lot of jobs. I had over a hundred jobs. I had this whole spreadsheet. When I applied, when I followed up, the whole thing, but wow. nothing was biting. Nothing was happening. And at that time, actually, um, they hadn't cracked down on internships like they have now. And so everybody's like, "Oh, it's not a job, but it's an internship with the same responsibilities." You no what no thank you no, <laughs> thank you. for free <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so that's how I got started is just the economy and so I had the support of my mother and I was like all right I guess I'll start a small business and see what happens nice 
So why social media? Oh, it's for better or for worse. It's always changing. There's mm-hmm. not, there's not a day where I can be like, well, this is what we did last year. So it's going to work again this year. Um, there's always a need to reevaluate and look at, all right, let's see where the trends are. And then the cool thing is, is because social media is something that deeply involves humans, you could have fun with it. You could be creative with it. You could be like, I don't, I don't know if this will work, but let's give it a go. Let's try and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what the, are you showing your business? Like, how exactly do you help and strategize that for your clients? One of the things that I think is super important, and you'll you'll agree, is that without a strategy for anything, getting out of debt, building your wealth, without a strategy, you're just, even if you're taking the appropriate actions, you're still going to get there slower because you have no measurement. So you just know, oh, I'm just saving money. Okay, but what is it for? What do you need it to be? And then once you have those specifics in place, then you can really, you'll really be cooking with fire. So one of the things that I do is I create that strategy for clients just so we can make sure, all right, how do we know we're being successful on social media? Like beyond the likes, beyond the hearts and the engagement, how do we know that it's actually impacting your bottom line in the business? Like that's the important part because business owners, small business owners aren't Coke. They're not, they're not out here just to be like, hey, as long as you saw me and got an impression, I'm good. Small business owners want to see that ROI. And so I create the strategies and the execution so they can get that. That's wonderful. I love that. What's the best way for um, our audience to connect with you? You can always find me on Instagram at W2S Marketing, or if you like LinkedIn, Tamay Shannon, I am the only one on there. Yeah, I love that. And what's one tip that you can give to our audience to give them a micro result in multiplying their money? So especially in business, one of the ways that you can increase your profit is be more efficient in what you're doing. Do things faster, do things better. And one of those tools that you now have access to that you might be scared to do is AI. Um, AI will absolutely help you create your content faster. And a lot of people complain, but it doesn't sound like me. So what you're going to do is when you work with ChatGPT or any of the generative AIs, um, Claude, any of Bard, you want to train the AI in your voice. So you're going to give it three pieces of your long form content, whether that's a blog or a transcript of a webinar you did. Give it three pieces of content and tell it to analyze it for your tone and voice. And that's called training it. So once you do that, it'll understand who you are. So then you can say, hey, create five Instagram posts and it'll actually sound like you. Oh, wow. That's an awesome tip. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing your expertise and your money story with us. Um, I just really love what you're doing and uh, the importance of your work is just, it makes such an impact and a ripple effect. So for those of you listening, please check the show notes, connect with Tamei, especially if you want a social media manager to help you, you know, get an ROI. Cause I know a lot of you, you know, are kind of stuck in the middle of the five, six figures, and maybe even you want to go up to six to seven figures. This is the way to do it. And remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It's what you do with it.
Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for tuning into the show. Give us a five-star review and share it with your friends. Get ready to activate wealth. Be the next millionaire with a simple adjustment of your finances using an energetically aligned money multiplier system. You get to build wealth by partnering with money. It's time to have fun with finances. Pick a date. The link is in the show notes to book your wealth activation call where you will get the one solution to multiply your money. Remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It's what you do with it.